Welcome to Parent Q Live, brought to you from the team at Parent Q. Hey, friends and fam, welcome back to another episode of Parent Q Live. Here with Carlos Whitaker and my co-host, Kristen Ivy. Kristen, um, this is this is podcast number two this week. Yeah, that people are getting. So we wanted to have two separate conversations this week to recognize unique tensions that happen around the holidays. I know for me as a mom. Unique tensions. Yeah. I mean, you know, the holidays can be a little bit stressful. And and they are unique compared to the rest of the year. I mean, it's fun and it's exciting and there's fun things to bake and do together as a family, but that can also lead to a lot of stress. Yep. And maybe we want our family Christmas to look like a Hallmark movie. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. <laughs> it depends on what Hallmark movie you're talking about. But no, I get you. I get what you're saying. I think we get it. We do. Well, we, I mean, we want the real version of our family Christmas maybe to match a little closer to what we put on our Christmas cards. Yes, yes, yes. Give us, if we could just get a little bit of that. But the truth is that seldom happens. It's kind of messy. It, it is kind of messy. And it's so true. And so as we are leaning into parenting over the holiday season, we did want to take a whole episode and lean into a lot of you guys that are listening that are parenting by yourselves, that are single parents, because there's a lot of you guys. And as a single parent, we understand there's unique tensions and there are struggles and a lot that's very real and especially around a season like Christmas. And so we wanted to ask you all as listeners, a question and it was just simply this what's the hardest thing about being a single parent at Christmas that simple here's what you had to say the hardest thing about being a single parent at Christmas or any of the holidays is learning how to share quite honestly if you can do that if you can make it about the time you have together that's gonna be the win for your family The hardest thing is actually dealing with my friends who mean well, but they ask, isn't it hard not having your kid on Christmas? It is hard. The hardest thing probably about being a single parent at Christmas time, um, it sounds cliche, but finances are a huge issue. Um, But also just the schedule between dad's house and my house and um, grandparents and travel and all of that. All of that goes into just the stress of the season. Thank you so much for these answers and for this conversation that we're about to have with Carlos and our good friend, Nicole Nordman. Now, Nicole Nordman is a Christian artist with six studio albums, two awards as the female vocalist of the year. She's also an author, a speaker, and the mother to two kids. We had an opportunity a year ago to interview Nicole on episode 55 about a music video she created around this beautiful song that she wrote called Slow Down. If you haven't seen the Slow Down music video, you should go check that out. Listen to the conversation at episode 55. This video was seen by 30 million parents worldwide. It's just fantastic. And if you aren't already following Nicole, she has a unique way of just giving wisdom in such powerful words. And it's, it's absolutely incredible to follow along with her faith journey, her parenting journey, and just her level of authenticity. And so we wanted to sit down with Nicole, and Carlos actually had an opportunity to have a conversation with her specifically about what it looks like to be a single parent and what it looks like to be a single parent at Christmas. Here's the conversation with Carlos and Nicole. 
I know also that your life not just consists of what you're doing professionally, you know, right. singing and speaking and writing, but you have to kind of wrangle human beings, which I is I'm really what we're talking about on this <laughs> podcast. So yeah, tell us a little bit about that wrangling and what that looks like. I, so I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm a okay. single mom. Um, uh -huh. My son Charlie is 15. He just started high school, which wow. is just, I'm, it's unacceptable. I can't even handle it. <laughs> um, there's no way I have a 15 year old. Oh my and, and my daughter Pepper uh, is, she'll be 10 next okay. month. She's in the fourth grade. And they're just, you know, you get to that age, Carlos, where you're like, I like these people. Yeah. Like they're, they're kids and they have, you know, they're still that parent child dynamic. Yeah. Oh, of course, it's appropriate. But like, yeah. I love hanging out with them as human beings. Yeah. They're funny and they're smart and they're compassionate. They're just good people. Yeah. Like they're my favorite people to be around. And that's such a fun shift to make, you know, when you're, when your relationship with your kids matures a little bit. Absolutely. You know, you know, um, looking at your kid and realizing that they've gone from like that, that human that you're just trying to keep alive to like a human being that you like, you actually like them. That's and it's right. like, you can you can picture them not at 15 right you can actually every once in a while catch a glimpse of 25 absolutely true uh, and i think another thing that's been fun to experience or kind of meaningful really is i think that my kids are at the age now where they're starting to recognize that i'm a person too oh uh, yes <laughs> that's i have one. i'm a person who has needs and yeah. not just mom who yeah. you know all things flow in and from <laughs> Right. Um, but I, you know, like I'm a, I'm a woman and I get tired and I, yeah. um, have spiritual needs and I have physical needs and I have emotional needs and like, not that they're in charge of meeting any of those, but that's sure. a good shift too for them to see like, Oh, she's a person with limitations as oh well. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. Well, where we're going to kind of, you know, lean into, especially talking about limitations and some of those things that maybe our kids do see in us, uh, mm -hmm. th this podcast is going to be releasing in during the holidays. And, okay. you know, so I love to kind of lean into a little bit of parenting, even single parenting, you know, during the holidays and maybe what that looks like, what that feels like. Um, we, yeah. we, you know, everybody knows we have, we have a really large listener base uh, that, that are single parents. And I've got a lot of, you know, single parent friends in Nashville. And, mm -hmm. you know, so many times I think, you know, as maybe preachers give examples from stage and a lot of the examples we hear kind of out there in mass media don't don't lean into the single parenting world. And I have a lot of friends that tell me all the time, well, I just, I don't relate to anything the pastor's talking about because he's talking about this family unit that doesn't necessarily yeah. look like mine. Yeah. You know, talk, about, talk about maybe that experience a little bit, even before we, we lean into maybe some of the Christmas stuff, mm -hmm. um, you know, why you feel it is important to, to continue the single parent dialogue. You know, you're, you're absolutely spot on about how I think a whole lot of this kind of stems from the pressure that we feel to yeah. create a certain, our family looks a certain way. Um, it kind of stems from the church because the church is, and wonderfully so, yeah. you know, built on the bedrock of strong families. And so, or at least socially, a lot of it is. Yeah. Um, and so that is very hard when your family does not look like all of the catalogs and yeah. all of the flyers and all of the slides that they show in church. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the things I've had to really do is a couple things. One, just very intentionally let go of what it's supposed to look like. Yes. You know, just have to really fight all of that imaging in my yeah. head. And number two, 
sort of demonstratively not apologize for yes. the way the family looks. You know, my kids go to a small Christian school. Mm -hmm. I would say 85% of the kids they go to school with have a mom and a dad wow. and siblings and a dog. Yep. Um, and and so, dog. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for a while it was like, how do we combat being embarrassed? We know it's just yeah. our, our thing looks different and I can't, I can't always be the mom and the dad at every event. I can't, yeah. you know, so, but, but allowing your kids to um, see you not in a posture of apology or shame or embarrassment, but wow. kind of like, I'm proud of who we are. I'm proud of what God's given us. Yeah. Um, it is different. They're going to spend their whole lives in various ways, Absolutely. not about family, but their whole lives having to own their own differences and their own selves. Yeah. So they're just getting a head start on saying, nope, doesn't look like everybody else's but we're not sorry for it. Like yeah. there's some beautiful things about our family that other families don't get to experience. Um, and so I think that's, that's just kind of the underlying current for me mm. always like owning it. I love it. Tall, being proud of who we are, yeah. making space for, for pain always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, not, not sort of buckling under that. Oh, well we're, we're, we're not a nuclear mm. family. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's so, so good. Um, you know, thinking of, you know, I'm thinking specifically of maybe a, maybe a new single parent that's listening right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, was, I was having a conversation this morning here in Dallas uh, with a recently divorced friend of mine, and she's, you know, she's got a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, and this is going to be their first Christmas, like their first Christmas where things are different. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I imagine, you know, after, after a divorce or whatever happens to create a single family household, mm -hmm. things change a lot for kids uh, especially during the holidays, like t take us back and maybe, maybe speak to that, you know, that newly single parent during the holidays, maybe give, give them a little bit of hope as to, you know, maybe some practical things that can happen this yeah. first Christmas for them. Yep. I, <clears throat> I would say that I was very um, intentional about creating new traditions. Mm, yeah. Not say like, we're not going to, do any of the old stuff we already did but just things that are new and exciting you know kids kids don't care if it's fancy or expensive um but if it's something that's special that becomes a tradition that you can kind of claim every year here's an example we go to this tacky tacky restaurant in Tulsa <laughs> it's like Christmas just vom vomited all over yes. this restaurant. it just poinsettias and fake everything and lights and garland and it's the worst looking place ever, but my kids love it. And for some reason that just became like our, our Christmas Eve thing. We're going to yeah. go there. We're going to order table side Caesar salad, which is also average, but they seem to think it's amazing. Yep. And like that's, so it's not a Christmassy thing that we used to do mm -hmm. before we were a single family, but yep. it's something that's, it's a new tradition and doesn't have to love be that. extravagant. It just has to be something that you just kind of claim like, oh, this is our Christmas Caesar salad time. We're going <laughs> get dressed up like dorks and go to this restaurant that's tacky. Yeah. So I think that's important. That's it's huge. New traditions. But the other thing I would say to a newly single mom or dad who's, yeah. who is staring down Christmas coming, yeah. um, some dread. And this is not... This is, this is hard advice to give because it's, it's painful, but I really think people need to make space for, for tears and mm. make space for sadness. Like yeah. 
your kids are looking to you to help them figure out grief too. And first, everything's are hard. First Christmases, first birthdays, mm -hmm. first summer vacations in a new normal are yeah. always hard. You have to let your kids see you get emotional if you're feeling that and give them permission to also like just take a break, take a breath, pause and feel, feel the loss. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is important. I, you know, not only again for your kids, but for you, you know, yeah. to, for the parent, you know, to have to take space to breathe and to feel and to grieve, you know, yeah. may, and you know, I mean, cause I, I would assume Nicole that, that, a lot of things that are being grieved aren't necessarily what's happening now as opposed to like the future, right? Like you're right. Kind of grieving like dreams, right? You're That's like, right. That's know, exactly right. Things. You never think it's going to be your story. Yeah. You never, anyone who ever walks down the aisle and pledges their love to someone forever never imagines that that won't be the case always. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there is, there is grief, there is loss, but I think as parents, we are so hardwired to help our kids avoid pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. from the very beginning, like you fall down, you skin your knee, who's waiting with ice cream 10 seconds later, mm -hmm. your mom. So mm -hmm. that emote, when there's emotional pain too, it's really important not to just rush in and distract and dance and Hey, sure. let's do something fun. Right. You know, but I've, oh, I've done really, really critical that we give our kids tools to work through this. Um, and a lot of that is honest grieving. Wow. Wow. So good. Um, t talk to us about this. Like, in, you know, th this doesn't necessarily even have to be a single parenting thing, but um, over the over the holidays, as whether it's a single parent or not, you know, holidays like budgets get tight, right? Like yeah. things are things things get tight. And uh, I mean, do do you have any kind of fun? Like you you mentioned one, like you mentioned this dinner where Christmas has been vomited all over this restaurant. But uh -huh. you know, what are some other ideas? You know, if you know, so say there is a single parent that's listening to this, or a, a parent like me that bud my budget's tight too, and I'm not. Mm -hmm. But maybe what are some ideas for some uh, some kind of no cost ways to make the holidays enjoyable? Well, you know, and this is probably more applicable to young kids. But yeah. um, when my kids were small, I was all about the homemade presents. Yes, like, you know, like that just goes a long way, and the stuff that kids can create um, and be so proud of, and you know stick a bow on and put it in your stocking and yeah. it costs them nothing, but it means the world to you and you'll keep it forever. Yeah. Like I just always made a huge deal out of homemade gifts. And Absolutely. and here's the other awkward thing is that when you're a single parent, your kids can't buy stuff for you. Right. Like, you know, so <laughs> that's already off the table. Like what are you exactly. going to do? Go to the mall with $20 when you're six years old? No. So, <laughs> we've been doing a homemade, homemade stuff for a long time. And the other thing that I love is, um, when they get a little bit older, yeah, I'm sure you did this as, as a kid, but do you remember like writing coupon books for your parents? Like yes. this, this ticket is good for one yes. shoulder rub or whatever. Well, that can, <laughs> that still works when they get older. Like this entitles you to, you know, me cooking dinner or mm. mowing the lawn an extra, whatever, you know, yeah. just stuff like that, that is cost free, but it's, it's thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us this, Nicole. Um, maybe what are some surprises that, you know, I mean, th this may be the most non-PC thing ever to ask, but you're, <laughs> you're, you and I are both very non-PC human beings. Yes, and, very true. And maybe, um, maybe there's been some things that have surprised you that you've enjoyed about, you know, and maybe, maybe not, maybe this is, you know, com a complete toss out there, but mm -hmm. has there been anything that surprised you about being a single parent 
um, during the holidays that maybe has surprised you with, oh, you know what, I actually like this. You know, has uh -huh. it been anything like that? You know, I don't know if I would just limit that just to holidays, but yeah. I would say in general, yeah, I it, at this moment in my life, mm. I would say, and it's not true for everybody, yeah. but I love that my kids are my only focus. Yeah. Um, in terms of, in, you know, obviously I've got work and friendship and other relationships, but in terms of uh, under this roof, yeah, they get 100% of me. And that is not always the case when so good. there's a marriage, you yeah. know, to, to pay attention to. And uh, I do think a lot of single yeah. people too are like, okay, how can I get through the singleness? Like yes. how can I put an end to my singleness? So they start dating immediately or they're introducing so other boyfriends yeah. and girlfriends into the mix and everybody's on their own path. So this is not me yep. judging anybody. I'm just saying for me, my mm. life is so full right now with <laughs> the work God's given me to do and with these two precious lives under my roof that I kind of like that I don't have space for, <laughs> for yes. another relationship. There just isn't space for it. Um, I and I it. like that, you know, I don't, yeah. there's no way to spiritualize that. That's just me no, saying yeah. I'm really happy being single. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. And I really do appreciate that because, you know, I think, you know, this, I mean, you know, this is a parenting podcast, but this goes for a lot of my single friends as well. Like, you know, nowhere in scripture does God say that like the goal at the end of life is just to be married. You know, like there's people that are going to be right. single. You know, and it's okay. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. I, yep. love it. I love it. Um, okay. So, you know, leaning back into the holidays, you, you were talking a little bit about, you know, at school and some, just maybe even some things that your kids are having to navigate as, mm -hmm. as far as like their, you know, their family looks a little bit different than mm -hmm. their friends' families. Um, um, I, I know that, that you're, you're able to, and your kids are able to still have a relationship with their father. Yeah. So, so, you know, talk to us, especially during the holidays. Um, some people that are listening to this that are single parents maybe have like are, are still on this like anger rage kind of filled yeah. relationship with the other. Some people may yep. have like you know I I'm, I know some couples that are divorced that are like they hang out and they're friends and all these things. Right. For those people that are navigating the holidays particularly, like what's what are some practical healthy ways that that you, you that you Nicole handle co-parenting during the holidays? Mm hmm. I think for me, I have to always have at the forefront of my mind um, what is best, and this is going to sound cliche and simple, what is best, best, best for my children? Yeah. So do I necessarily want to go to the fourth grade Christmas party um, with my ex right. and stand next to him and right. do, this, do the kids' classroom things? Right. Um, right. Probably not. Yep. Um, is that really important to Pepper that she mm. sees both of us there and that we're yeah. both sitting in the auditorium during the class play yeah. and to Charlie when we're both sitting in the bleachers, you know, for the first couple years I've been, um, you know, we've been apart for now almost 10 years. So yeah. for the first couple years, like I could not have even imagined that there was sure. so much brokenness and yeah. anger and there is no way. Yeah. But now, you know, in God's grace, like we mm. are able to, not just co-parent, but like show up to stuff, sit yeah. together. It's, yeah. you know, it's, and it's never natural. It's always sure. like awkward, <laughs> but always, always, always is like, what, what, how much does this matter to my child? What is the best thing That's for my right. child right now? And my comfortable yeah. factor is, a, you know, takes a backseat for yeah. sure. Wow. And we don't get it right every time. I'm yeah. sure it's, I'm sure he would give you the same answer. Like he doesn't sure. necessarily want to sit with me and the bleachers. That's I'm sure. Right. But, right. um, 
that's not the point. Like yeah. these, they, these kids did not ask to, to be yeah. from a broken home and yeah. from, you know, in, in this kind of a situation. So why would we not make it as easy as, and as loving as possible? Yeah. I love, love that. that. I, I, I love it. Love. T- tell me this, um, kind of leading maybe even, even the, you know, talking about single parenting for a second and just in the yeah. last few minutes, um, I, I think that, you know, in general, and I think it comes up a little bit more during the holidays, you know, we have a tendency, especially with social media, just to compare, just to, you know, see on Instagram, oh my gosh, like, like, look at all of these moments that Family X is creating. And I just am so busy. Like, I'm barely, I can barely even write my kid a card and look at my five seconds. Like, talk to us a little bit about that. Like, just, you know, in the culture that we live in, how to make Christmas a healthy space for us just as a parent without comparing to everyone else. I know. It's so hard. I feel like we could devote seven podcasts <laughs> to this. Right. This, this the culture of comparison and the Instagram and the Pinterest and like all the stuff. And I and I don't I'm not the person that's like anti all of it. Um because it's fun too. It's fun to take a picture of your Christmas tree and post it. And because we decorated it and it's pretty yeah. and we're proud of it. And then, but then like five minutes later, we're looking at everybody else's Christmas trees who've just yeah. done the same thing and we feel lame about our trees. So I don't know where the healthy relationship is with all of that, except to say, I always know when it feels unhealthy. Right. Um, and so maybe just self-awareness yeah. for, for us as grownups and also for our kiddos that, uh, you know, amount of screen time is enormous, you yeah. know, just really being intentional about not spending a bunch of time online. Also just when you start to feel smaller than you did when you got online, it's probably time to get off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, people's presence, people's celebrations, people's gatherings. You know, I always wished we had a big family. I I wanted to be like, I wanted to have like six kids and I wanted to be from a family with six kids. And my family's (laughs) always been small. The one I came from, the one I have now, so yeah. I get online and I see these long tables with millions of, oh my gosh, and I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> so yeah. it is so much of it is just how we're wired. We're always wired to want what we don't have. And I think just really being self-aware and learning when to shut that down. Yeah. Um, it's important. I love it. No, I know. I know it, it, uh, same thing with me. I wanted to have 14 brothers and sisters and I just have one and I'm always like, oh, you know, so right. you know, we, and we have three kids now, but I'm like, babe, can we just, just have one last like four year, just get <laughs> at it and like, like pop out yes. like four more. Come on. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> hell no. Um, so yeah. So funny. Okay. So, so to end this here, yeah. um, we, we, um, we love on this podcast, it's called parent Q live. Cause we love to give a cue. We just love to give uh, a, one simple thing, one practical thing that a parent yeah. can do, you know? And so, so um, talking to single parents that are listening to this podcast, yep. um, what, what's, what's one practical thing that they can do as they kind of step into the holiday seasons? Um, mm-hmm. what, what's, what's something practical that they can do maybe even this week uh, as a single parent to make sure that, um, that, that they're accomplishing Christmas like they would like to? Yep. Um, I would say my mantra right now in yeah. life and certainly around the holidays is just lower the bar. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that is like not a very inspirational thing to say, and it probably will never be the title of a book. But like, why not? But lower your yeah. standards. It's ridiculous. The things we expect of ourselves, yeah, is so 
crazy. I found this picture recently um, of my five-year-old birthday party, and I was like, you know, the little bowl cut and all my corduroy and all my corduroy mm-hmm. friends. And I was, I had the biggest smile on my face. I was so, 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 so happy. And I yeah. was looking at this picture with my mom, and I was like, Mom, where, where was this? Because I could tell it wasn't her house. Like, where yeah. was my party? Yeah. And she was like obviously McDonald's that was McDonald's that's all we could afford yeah and I was so happy with all my little mayor McCheese hats on Oh yeah. you know and I just remember thinking yes that Mm -hmm. is what I want in my life I want I want to be present for Mm -hmm. moments not curate them online Mm -hmm. I am all about store-bought whatever I'm all about McDonald's birthday parties like whatever we can do to be present in the moment lower the ridiculous standards that we have created for ourselves and others have created for us. And so that our kids will look, look back at at pictures of us at age, at pictures of themselves at age five and go, Oh my gosh, look at that smile. I was so happy. And my mom, you know, made a cake and brought it to McDonald's and I'd never been happier. So I'm trying to live from that place. I, I, I freaking love that. Um, lower lower the bar you know maybe that should be the title of a, a book somewhere maybe it should because i mean that, something rose up inside of me when you said that that, yeah. rose up, that rose up a little stronger than maybe i was anticipating mm. that's like we are we are we have such high standards to try to live up to and yes well and even in our own christian culture like yes. all of our books are bigger better more oh improved. My gosh. Yeah. like what can we do to just make everything shinier and happier and yes. it's just not where i'm living oh man that is okay so we're gonna have to have another conversation on another podcast about that we'll just go yeah. all in there i love it well hey nicole where can where can people find you online where can they follow your adventures i am at all the usual spots on uh, facebook twitter and instagram at nicole nordeman easy to find easy to find yeah well thanks for hanging out with us it's so good to talk to you my friend thank you thank you so much for that conversation carlos and nicole i love that cue not just as a single parent but as any parent i think we can all relate to that we just need to lower the bar sometimes lower it so that we can be present in the moment yeah yeah you know, I, I think all the listeners heard my almost a gasp when she said that because I was like, oh, she just gave me permission to mm-hmm. not be Pinterest. That was that was so good. So, yeah, I had a moment just recently with my daughter where I was actually having a conversation with her about trust and conversation. And I asked her how I could be a better safe place for her, for her to trust me. And she literally looked at me and just said, I need you to look at me. And it was like her saying, I want you to be present. And it's just that simple. Yeah. Yeah. It it is simple. And I I love that we have a pretty simple giveaway this week too. Um, Jumping off of that, what we want to do quite simply is we want to bless a single parent out there. So we're going to give you eight parenting books to read. Eight parenting books to read. Start a chapter. You know, you can get, no, that's not what we're going to do. You know what we're going to (laughs) do? We're actually, we, we, we are, we're talking Benjamins here. We, we just want to give out some cash. We want to give out some cash and quite simply, we're going to give one of you guys that are listening a hundred dollar visa gift card. And Chris, what are some things they could do with this visa gift card? Well, I mean, we're not going to follow up to see what you do no, with the hundred dollar visa yeah. gift card, but yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, 
babysitting can get expensive. Absolutely. Sometimes you need somebody to watch the kids so you can go out and go shopping. Yeah. Maybe do something for you. Yes. If it's just a season where it's stressful and you find yourself on an emotional edge and it's hard for you to be present the way you want to be present emotionally for your kids. Yep. Hey, whatever it takes. Yeah. Let this be a way to take the edge off as you go through this holiday season I so you that. can be present where you need to be present. I love that. Take the edge off. Uh, so the way that you guys can enter for this giveaway is you head over to theparentq.org slash episode 96. Now, this giveaway is exclusively for single parents because this Exclusive. is a single parent podcast. Yep. And so if you're listening to this and you are a married parent, we're so glad you're listening. So glad you're part of the conversation. This is not for you. If by any chance you accidentally were to enter and you're a married parent, we would ask that you give this to a single parent because this gift card is exclusively for our friends who are going through the Christmas season as a single parent. Absolutely. And a little extra news for you guys. We, Kristen and I, are going to take just a break. I mean, listen, guys, we're we're podcasting 24 hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week, all our entire lives. So we just need a small vacation. That's actually not true. But we are going to be taking a break for a few weeks to just enjoy the holidays. We're on a break. We're, we're, we're on a break. Um, so listen, pick back up with us. Make sure that you're subscribed so that when we do start podcasting again, which is just going to be in a few weeks, you don't miss any episodes and while you're subscribing, make sure you're also ranking us and giving us some reviews at all the places that you do that with podcasts. It really helps get this podcast in front of other people that may be trying to figure out how to do family just a little bit better. For Chris and Ivy, this is Carlos Whitaker saying, see you next time on Parent Be Life.